Track number five of God Requireth That Which Is Past. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe seated. Wow. Any more questions? Thank you. Um, I find myself praying for the anointing, and then sometimes I wonder what particular anointing I'm praying for. Am I praying for a teaching anointing? Am I praying for a preaching anointing? Then it's like, I wonder whether I'm supposed to know, I don't even know how to explain, whether I'm supposed to be like an apostle or an evangelist or a prophetess or a teacher or a, or a, um, a preacher. So I get confused. I don't know whether it's a feeling or you just, you feel like maybe this is your specific calling or you just pray and then whatever you find yourself in. I get a bit confused when I pray for the anointing. I don't know. I pray for the anointing generally, but I know there are specific anointing. just wanted to find out. Thank you. Yeah. I want more questions that are similar. Is it a similar question? What is your question? My name is Caesar. Um, Bishop, my question is, if I read the books and I listen to the camps and all them, if I follow the book, catch the anointing, and even a ministry with signs and wonders, from what you have seen and what you know, will I catch it? Because God requires that is from the so like what you have seen up to today, if I follow like that, <laughs> will I also? So far so good, but that's not okay. Good. I want a similar question to Wendy's question. If your question is not similar, don't ask now, because Caesar's question has also has a whole lot of answers. All right, thank you very much, Bishop. Uh, my name is Daniel Anderson, and I would like to know whether. And there's any, uh, I don't know whether any particular anointing is far-fetched. Like maybe, for example, you have the teaching anointing, the, the uh, uh, anointing for miracles, signs and wonders, and then maybe you see the prophetic anointing. Is it that it's far-fetched for me or that God has decided that you, you wouldn't have the prophetic anointing, so no matter what you do, you wouldn't experience it? <laughs> so I want to know whether any particular kind of anointing is like far-fetched, from like someone like no, so the word far-fetched is like you are using it wrongly when oh, you say something is far-fetched it means that uh, the idea is uh, almost unreasonable you see but when you, what you are asking is is like is it impossible, impossible. for you to yeah, get so it's not far-fetched it's not far to fetch <laughs> all right so, what's your question? Is it impossible for you to get that anointing? Wendy is asking whether, what is she praying for when she's praying for the anointing? Yeah. Any other question? Yes. Thank you, Bishop. This, my name is Daniel Cranston from Kulebu. Um, there's this scripture too I read which um, is related to what Wendy asked. It's in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 11. It says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, 
to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11 says, But all these worketh that one and the self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And so I was wondering if you could desire a particular kind of anointing, which to the Spirit is not the will of the Spirit that you get that particular anointing, but then it's the will of the Spirit to give you another kind of anointing. That's, that's the question I'm asking. All right. Anybody who has a similar question? Bishop, I'm Frederick McPaul from UCC. Um, Bishop, um, mine, is, mine is not a prayer. I, I'm actually um, confused when it comes to the anointing on someone, a man of God's life and the real anointing. So if, if you're praying for the anointing on a man of God's life, and the anoint, is there a difference between the anointing on a man's life and the real anointing? What, what do you mean by the real anointing? <laughs> um, uh, maybe maybe the, a man of God is um, really anointed to preach, um, to evangelize, and um, prophesy. And you are praying for that anointing to come upon your life. Is, when you are operating in that anointing, is it the same anointing from the Holy Spirit? I don't know whether you get. It. Is it is it the, is it from the Holy Spirit? Yeah, you are praying for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And this is the case you are catching an anointing. You want to catch an anointing from a man of God that you are, yeah, that you are looking up to. So is it the same thing when you, when you pray? Is it the same thing that comes upon you? Or you have the man of God's anointing and the Holy Spirit is also on you to operate in other giftings. All right. Anybody else with a similar question? Bishop, I am Richard Yakundo from UPS. And I want to know the connection between the anointing and the will of God. Is, can you be out of the will of God because you lack a particular type of anointing? And what do you do? Ha, ah, okay. Q&A. Right. Now, when it comes to uh, what, are you, what are you praying for? What, what, what is the anointing you are praying for? Right. Again, uh, you see, the anointing is the power of God. And it's, it's, it, is, it is God. Because you are being anointed. And of course you must accept that it will always be a little mysterious. Shall we agree on that? You can't know everything. As you keep talking you learn. So when you are praying for the anointing. You are actually praying for God. Because how God anointed Jesus Christ with what? And the Holy Ghost is God. Yeah. He didn't anoint him with olive oil. He anointed him with God, with the Holy Spirit. And with power. Okay? Who went about doing good? Now, what are you going to use the anointing for? 
Again, very simple and common scriptures can answer a lot of complex questions. And this is one. What are you going to use the anointing for? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Who, what, who did he, what did he do? Doing what? Good. <laughs> the anointing is for doing good. Yeah. So, all through the Bible, you have almost any and everything being associated with someone being anointed to do it. That is why in the book on the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit, which I have actually changed the title of that book to Sweet Influence of the Anointing, do you see? Is that you see that the influence of the anointing is in almost every area. Or, isn't it? So many areas on your intellect, on this, on your goals, the way you think, your wisdom, so many areas. So the anointing is a very general thing. But in terms of working, you can see that he empowers you to do good. So you can be anointed even to make tea. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of doing good. It's true. Now, if you go through the Bible, you'll find several people that were anointed. And you ask yourself, what did they do when, when the Holy Spirit was influencing them or when they were anointed? If you take Jesus Christ doing good, what are the good things that he did? Several good things. Preaching, Teaching, healing, traveling, isn't it? Visiting, counseling, feeding, interacting, huh? training his disciples, isn't it? He did many things. And dying for us, sacrificing and helping us. Is it not true? Did he not do great things? Yeah, he did great and wonderful things. Amen. Amen. Do you see? So he did many things. Bezalel was anointed to help to build the temple, the tabernacle. God told Moses, I have anointed Bezalel. And he will be anointed to help to build the tabernacle. Alright? So... Almost every good thing can have an extra power to help it. So when you see a normal man walking around today, he has some invisible powers. His mobile phone, some Wi-Fi, cellular network, TV, Bluetooth, radio, so many things, invisible things around him that are working with him today. That make him slightly above normal. Able to communicate with somebody in Accra or America or Australia. Yeah. Some powers. So it's like whatever you do has a slightly above average sort of effect. 
Are you listening to me? So the book, The Sweet Influences of the Holy Spirit, is a wonderful book because it lists almost every area where the anointing can affect. Yeah. And the anointing affects many, 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 many areas. The spirit of the... If you're outside, come in, right? Who's outside? Come right inside. Who are these? Wow. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So doing good. Doing good. Singing. I tell you. It does good. Yeah. You see how music affects the environment. You can be anointed to sing. You can be anointed to dance. Is it good? Yeah. You can be anointed doctor. You can be anointed in, in practicing medicine. You can be an anointed lawyer. You can be anointed to, 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 to raise funds. Yeah, the Bible says it is God that giveth the power to get wealth. Wow. So you can have an anointing. What, what I'm trying to say is that it's like you are a little above normal. You see, it's a bit like personality disorders. Personality disorders are slight variations from the normal. And when somebody has a personality disorder, it's not easy to diagnose. In fact, even even madness, real madness, it is not that easy to diagnose. For a long time, you think that a madman is normal. If a psychiatry is one of the most interesting uh, jobs because you have to analyze what the person is saying and say that this thing you have said is a delusion. <laughs> this thing that you have said, it shows that you are anxious. This thing that you have said, it means a hallucination. This thing that you said, it's, I mean, so many, you just analyze what the person is saying. And when you put it all together, you diagnose. <laughs> this is yours. This is your sickness. Now, if you take a, your personality disorders, you see that slight differences between people. And it's very difficult to actually put a, a finger on it. And that's how the anointing is. You see that slight difference in the, this person's singing. Do you get it? And yours. Wow. Is it not amazing? Yeah. Slight difference. Maybe the person's preaching is even clearer. But yours which is not so clear or even clearer. You get it? It's not easy to see.
take this example for instance. Individuals, this is dependent personality disorder. Individuals with dependent personality disorder see other people as much more capable to shoulder life's responsibilities. And to, they see that others are more capable of navigating in this complex world and dealing with the competitions of life. To a person with that disorder, other people appear powerful, competent, and capable of providing security and support. You see, dependent individuals avoid situations that require them to accept responsibility for themselves. And they look to others to take the lead and provide continual support. But that can be described for almost everybody here. (laughs) You get it? How are we going to diagnose you? Hey, very complex. Individuals with dependent, whatever disorder, see relationships with significant others like important people as necessary for survival. They do not define themselves as able to function independently. And they have to be in supportive relationships to manage their lives. In order to establish and maintain these life-sustaining relationships, people with dependent personality disorder will avoid even covert expressions of anger. They will be more than meek and docile. They will be admiring loving and willing to give their all. (laughs) They will be loyal and questioning and affectionate. They will be tender and considerate towards those upon whom they depend. Wow! So you see, just normal Christian behavior that you are calling you something, something disorder. (laughs) How many are already diagnosed in the day? <laughs> you see now? Yeah. So many, I mean, oh, no, 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 no. So, the World Health Organization has given, you must have at least three of the following for diagnosis. Number one, encouraging or allowing others to make most of your life's decisions for you. <laughs> Number two, subordination of one's own needs to those of others on whom one is dependent and undue compliance with their wishes. Number three, unwillingness to make even reasonable demands on the people one depends on. Number four, feeling uncomfortable or helpless when alone because of exaggerated fears of inability to care for oneself. Number five, 
preoccupation with fears of being abandoned by a person with whom one has a close relationship and of being left to care for oneself. They're always afraid that you'll be left alone. And the last one, a limited capacity to make everyday decisions without an excessive amount of advice and reassurance from others. (laughs) If you have three of these, you are suffering from disorder. Fantastic. So, you see that it sounds very much like uh, now obsessive compulsive personality disorder. These are the symptoms. Notice. Are you ready to diagnose yourself? You must have how many of these? Three. Okay. Preoccupied with details, rules, lists, order, organization, or schedules to the extent that the major point of the activity is lost. Such people are suffering from a sort of over-melancholism. Yeah. Too many details of something that even, you realize that even, why are you cleaning this place? So that we will be happy, you understand? But you've forgotten that we are supposed to be happy. And your main thing is that we should be cleaning this place and arranging the thing. But the reason for arranging all these things was for happening. But you, you, the main thing, such people can easily be late. Number two, shows perfectionism that interferes with task completion. That is, example, is unable to complete a project because of his or her own overly strict standards. Which are not met. Yes. So such a person cannot easily, listen, cannot complete a project because of very strict standards. We have to check this, check that, check this, check that. So many strict standards you've given to the end that you, you don't even finish anything. By the time you see the person doesn't even need it again. Because you have so strict to yourself. Wow. 
Number three. So how many are being diagnosed? Number three. Is excessively devoted to work and productivity to the exclusion of leisure activities and friendships. Excessively devoted to work to the exclusion of leisure and friendship activities. Who is being diagnosed over here? Is there anybody in this area who is being diagnosed? Wow. What about the back? I know some people at the back who are conscientious, scrupulous, and inflexible about matters of morality and ethics or values. Yeah, inflexibility about matters of morality, ethics, values. Yeah. You see, and the Bible says, be not over-righteous. Be not over-righteous. <laughs> Why shouldest thou destroy thyself? Such a person, if you marry such a person, you want to even kiss the person. The person will show you, you can kiss here, you can kiss here, but here you cannot kiss here. Here is a red flag, here is a red flag. Don't go here, don't go here. Hey! You can have sex at this time, but not at this time. Wow! There's a timetable. Inflexible. Overconscientious about work. No, you don't even relax to just let's be happy. Let's just chat and be happy small. Oh! Work and no play. These are personality disorders. That's three. Number four, five. Is unable to discard worn out or worthless objects when they have no sentimental value. Is unable to throw away things. Number six is reluctant to delegate tasks or to work with others unless they submit exactly to his way or her way of doing things. And then number seven adopts a miserly spending style towards both themselves and others. Money is viewed as something to be hoarded for future catastrophes.
miserly spending style. Rigidity and stubbornness. But the psychiatry manual 2004 study has challenged some of the criteria and have accepted (laughs) four of the criteria which are perfectionism, rigidity, stubbornness, and miserliness. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So what I'm trying to explain to you by showing you some of these personality disorders is that uh, you see somebody slightly different. What about in John? Now, borderline personality disorder. Hey. to act unexpectedly and without consideration of the consequences. Number two, a marked tendency to engage in quarrelsome behavior. So you may see a lot of guns may be having this borderline personality disorder. A marked tendency to engage in quarrelsome behavior and to have conflicts with others. Liability to outbursts of anger and violence with inability to control the resulting behavioral explosions. Unstable disturbances and uncertainty about self-image aims. Princess Diana, for instance, was, was questioned about having this borderline personality disorder. Excessive efforts to avoid abandonment, recurrent threats or acts of self-harm, chronic feelings of emptiness, uncertainty about self-image, liability to become involved in intense and unstable relationships, often leading to emotional crisis. Forgive. Anyway, back to the point. You want more personality disorders? Are you sure? Okay, just one more. Wow. Now, 
histrionic personality disorder. Constant seeking of reassurance or approval. Excessive sensitivity to criticism or disapproval. Inappropriately seductive appearance. Or behavior of a sexual nature. Using somatic symptoms to garner attention. Like person always has some illness to get attention. A need to be the center of attention. Rapidly shifting emotional states that may appear superficial or exaggerated to others. A tendency to believe that relationships are more intimate than they actually are. It's like I just said hi, then he said, oh, he likes me. You are suffering from histrionic, histrionic personality disorder. Making rash decisions. Easily influenced by others and overly dramatic and emotional. So the mnemonic is praise me. Praise me. If you are a medical student, you need to learn mnemonics. Provocative or seductive behavior for P. Our relationships are considered more intimate than they actually are. A. Attention seeking. I influence easily. Speech style wants to impress but lacks detail, like some of the politicians just talk a lot. E emotional lability, shallowness, makeup, physical appearance is used to draw attention to self. E exaggerated emotions, theatrical. Wow. Do you know somebody like that? As I'm describing, you can imagine somebody, isn't it? Avoidant personality disorder. Hypersensitivity to rejection. Self-imposed social isolation. Loss and rejection are so painful that these individuals will choose to be lonely rather than risk trying to connect with others. They often view themselves with contempt while showing an increased inability to identify traits within themselves which are generally considered as positive. Self-imposed social isolation, extreme shyness and anxiety in social situations. Avoids physical contact. 
because it has been associated with an unpleasant or painful stimulus. Feelings of inadequacy, low self-esteem, self-loathing, mistrust of others, emotional distancing related to intimacy, highly self-conscious, self-critical about their problems, lonely self-perception, feeling inferior to others. Oh. If you are in a relationship with such a person, the person will always say, oh, I'm not nice, you don't like me, I know you like somebody else. I'm not whatever, oh, I'm just quiet, I'll state myself, I know that I'm not as you want me to be. Oh. It's avoidance personality disorder. Hey. Ask your neighbor, are you suffering from that avoidance personality disorder? I don't know what happened to my iPad. It's gone off. Okay, it's come back. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Amen. Okay. So I think we've done a lot. Anxious, fearful. Sure. <laughs> there are more disorders. Antisocial personality disorder. <laughs> no, these are usually criminals. These are usually criminals. Failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors. Deception, as indicated by repeatedly lying. Use of aliases, conning others for personal profit or pleasure. Failure to plan ahead. Impulsivity, irritability and aggressiveness. Reckless disregard for safety of self or others. Consistent irresponsibility, lack of remorse as indicated by being indifferent to having hurt, mistreated, or stolen from another. Yeah. The occurrence of antisocial behavior is not exclusively during the course of schizophrenia or a manic episode. So, you see, on the way to madness. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so friends, I'm just explaining that, you know, slight variations, it's almost not noticeable, but it takes an expert to diagnose. And some of these things, some of us have actually personality disorder. Whenever we are praying for healing, always... Pray for yourself because you may have a personality disorder that needs healing. Yeah. I mean, you see like something says over interest in details to the neglect of the main issue. Yeah. 
So sometimes you know, the person is very melancholy, but rather the person is not good to even finish the project. Because you have the standards you've set or what you are doing is so much that you can't see the aim of what we are trying to. Too righteous and over rich. It. It's true. Excessively shy. So slight changes and a doctor or a very high level psychiatrist or psychologist will be the one who will be able to say, no, this is that. Now that's how, that's the effect that the anointing has also. It's like you need to be very spiritual to recognize that, look, the person is doing something that looks normal, slightly above normal or not normal. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is why the anointing starts with the most general job that you can ever find. Doing good. (laughs) How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Who went about doing good. And doing good. A lot of people do good. How can you know this doing good is an anointed doing good? Huh? Anointed doing good. For instance, singing. You can sing and the person is anointed to sing. Because the person is anointed to sing. But it takes something. I remember I used to listen to some music. I wasn't listening, but anytime I play, there are a lot of things that I listen to. I can't listen to it. Do you understand? I can't listen to it. And then I remember one day, one of the people that I couldn't listen to came on Ghana radio and said that he was not, he was now going to sing with uh, who was he going to sing with? He was now going to sing with the unbelievers. And that is what he's always wanted to do. Do you see? Isn't it? What, what, what did he say he was going to sing with? Other, but you see, I remember I used to hear the music. So this is one of the main Christian artists. But I never flowed with it. Although he, sometimes they even have Christian words. But it just doesn't work for me. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So the point that I'm making is that it's not that easy to notice that somebody is doing something by a power. Like it has become a little supernormal. Yeah. Do you understand? But it takes something to see. So even like calling all of you to come, it looks like natural, but sometimes when people come from outside and then they see so what are you talking to the people about? What are you telling them? When did you start? One day I told somebody I start a meeting and we started at the time we started and when we ended he, he looked at me and said Why? Why? It's like Is there a crisis? What, what is the problem? But you see, somebody coming from outside will look and say, there's something abnormal about this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something a little above normal. So, 
But when you are in it, sometimes you get so used to it that it is a supernormal that you, you, you are used to. As normal. Oh yeah. When you are used to very anointed preaching, you don't even notice. You think all preaching is normal. That's where. But you, 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 some things will have to happen before you realize that, oh, that this preaching is anointed preaching. That's why I look at like Kenneth Hagin. I, I, I feel that he's very anointed by some reasons why I've, I've found other people's preaching to be clearer more understandable like Fred Price. Fred Price will explain what he's saying to you clearly. You know? But I, like if you were to talk about power and anointing, I would say that the power and anointing that I see in Papa Higgins is far different. Yeah. But it's not the clarity. Are you listening to me? Yeah. We are just about to go to bed. But I'm answering your questions on the anointing. God requires that which is past. He's going to require that you become anointed too. So I pray that all your questions about the anointing are answered at this camp in Jesus' name. Amen. Have I answered your question now, my dear? So doing good. Doing good. You can be almost anointed for anything. But it will not be very easy to see that you are anointed for that. There are a lot of things I found myself being anointed to do that I didn't, I didn't know that I was anointed to do. Even practicing medicine. Yeah. I found myself anointed for certain things. But sometimes there will be other people that will notice that this thing is by the anointing that you are doing it. It's true. So, there are different things you can be anointed to do. Even one of the things that I've, I sense an anointing is it helps ministry. I never talk about that. Yeah. I feel that I have an anointing that helps ministry. You know what it helps? Huh? There are a lot of different things that help. Help a pastor. God anoints me to help myself. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's true. It's a dark saying. Because I can't tell you the rest. Yeah, I've been anointed many times. See, like the Bible says that, and my own arm brought me salvation. Yeah, I've been anointed many times to help myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of help that a man of God needs. And I see when people don't have the help. So there are different anointings. I see the anointing working in many different areas. Even in, in raising money. Oh yeah. There's an anointing in my life for money. To raise money. To bring money. It's true. But you wouldn't easily... No, you have to have eyes. That's why I said that. Like, that's why I read all these personality disorders. You see, I was not having a psychiatry class. Oh. <laughs> I was showing you that uh, when a person is behaving in a way, it takes a certain trained eye to recognize that oh, this thing is a, is a personality disorder. 
And, and this particular disorder, for instance, somebody who has is focused on details to the extent that he cannot finish the task. And the big task is not accomplished. I've seen it many times. And I've looked at it and I noticed that I said, no, the reason why this person does not do well is because the person is too much into the details. Yeah. And it's, it's a personality disorder. But you have to have an eye to be able to see it. You can't see it. Or somebody who's very fearful and, oh, I'm so shy. So sit alone, sit quietly somewhere. Not come, always at the back, don't come near. Always afraid, oh, I'm not good, I'm not this. I'm not. It's, it's a disorder. You see, one day, a certain pastor's wife was misbehaving. She behaved in a certain way. And one day, he met a psychiatrist from America. And the psychiatrist told him, your wife has bipolar disorder. Yeah? Yeah. He told him, your wife has your wife has bipolar disorder. Yeah. But you wouldn't know. You would never know. Because as you are with the person, the person just looks behaving badly, shouting, talking, doing this, doing that, doing this, but it takes an eye to say that no. One of my one of my uh, friends from medical school, said, doctor. He never knew that his wife was mad. Yeah. He didn't know that his wife was mad. For a long time. So they were, they were just quarreling. Quarreling. Issues. This. That, every time. She used to take him on these different things. So he decided he was going to. Because you can be a doctor, you will not recognize psychiatric symptoms. That's why you can be a Christian, you will not realize the anointing. Like, I can be operating the anointing right by you. You don't know that uh, some anointing is, is coming on. It's true. Especially, for instance, like, when the prophetic anointing comes on me. Even I am afraid of it myself. Sometimes when I talk, I say, hey, what have I said? Because I, I myself didn't recognize when it was happening. Yeah. I tell you. So, I was telling you about my friend. And they were having such a terrible marriage that he decided he was going to divorce his wife. As he was planning to divorce his wife, one day his wife did something in the house. Then it occurred to him, said, There's something wrong with her. Yeah! She's mad! You know, and, and, and God touched his heart. He said, no, my wife is not well. Yeah. My wife is rather not well. Because you know, that, that, see, sometimes you do something that is semi-normal for a long time. Because even being angry at your husband always, not being happy, they are all psychiatric symptoms. But you wouldn't see, you would think it's just bad behavior from your family. Sometimes it's, 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 it's a disorder. It's a disorder. <laughs> yeah. So when when he saw, he said, "No, my wife is this is this man. Oh no!" And he, he did not even he rather took her for treatments. Yeah. He said that she's not well. 
She's not to us. A lot of so that that other pastor I was telling you about, the second said, Hey, your wife, she's got she's got bipolar. Bipolar. You see, bipolar means two poles. There are a lot of people like that. They are here and they are very nice and very nasty. Yeah. Two poles, north and south pole. Yeah. One is all the way this way and then the other. So it's like two people in one. Which is a word they, they also use to use schizophrenia. Schizo means divided personality. Like a person that is in two parts. Schizophrenia. It's like the, the personality is divided into two. Yeah. But the bipolar is talking about both being very moody and depressed. Sometimes you see them. What is laughing in church? When you go ownerless smiling, go to the house. I mean, you might as well have married the Statue of Liberty. Yeah! You might as well have married the Statue of Liberty. That is where you see that, Charlie. You have married Moody. Moody what? Huh? Moody Maria. I'm trying to train your eyes to see anointing. Just as doctors are trained to detect these things, it's like, how did you know? How did you know this was a, how did you know my wife wasn't well? Yeah, how did you know? How do you know that she had this disorder? You see, for instance, when Princess Diana was divorcing with her, her husband, the, the, the upper class, the upper class society, the high and mighty society of England were divided into two exactly. Half of them were on the Prince of Wales side and half of them were on Princess Diana's side. Those on Princess Diana's side saw a simple formula. And that simple formula was, you had a girlfriend before, Camilla. And you are a man. And as for a man, a man is a beast and a man is unfaithful. As for a man, there's nothing more to expect from him than unfaithfulness and beastliness. So, you have manifested yourself. This is what we were expecting and you are doing it. That is one side, half. The other half thought that the woman was mad and that she had in particular, borderline personality type 1. Yeah. Yeah, there are types. So there are some people who can even divide it into types. Yeah. And that actually, she was having this personality which was associated with the eating disorders, not eating this, that, crying, sitting there, be always complaining, accusing, so many things on the... On the wedding day, well, honeymoon, she was always saying, she's sending texts, every five seconds he goes to call the other girl. So, ah, how can you be happy? 
So, they were divided into two as to what was wrong. Yeah. So, what I'm explaining to you, you know, is about the ability to see. And I'm talking about the ability to, 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 to be anointed, to see anointing. Wow. To even see within yourself that the anointing is working on. You know? Yeah. You see, when I started to do, like for instance, you see, if those of you who came to Iron Shepherd and when Ida was singing the songs, you know, and the people were even enjoying the songs and they were receiving the songs. You see, it's like even songwriting. Yes, songwriting. Yeah, it helps ministry. I'm helping myself to, 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 to preach. Yeah, songwriting and song directing and producing. Yeah. It helps, it helps ministry. But you, you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know you wouldn't know when the anointing is working. That's a normal activity. Yeah. It's true. Or even writing of a book. Like when you see people have hired a whole aeroplane to come. Because they've not, they've not seen me before. I'm not even on television. All these places are not on TV anywhere. And there's a saying, if it doesn't happen on television, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's a saying. If it's not happening on television, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people have read a book and have hired an aeroplane. And they are coming. They come to sit there and to listen at 6 o'clock in the morning. Your, not psychiatric eyes, but anointing trained eyes should be able to pick. I see something. I see something. I feel I see something. Yeah. When the prophetic anointing comes on me, it's the most casual anointing. You, you will think that I'm cracking a joke. But I'm informing you about something. Yeah. Recently, I was in Russia. And I was in my room, all alone. And then, suddenly, a thought occurred to me. But one of my pastors... And I sent a text to him from Russia. From Russia. And the text was, Are you ready for armed robbers if armed robbers come to your house? Have you done something? Armed robbers, something, something. Because armed robbers are spiritual. They are spiritual people. You steal to kill to destroy. But you see, it was like I was asking whether he has done something. A few weeks later. That's about a few weeks. I don't know how many weeks. And I think I even saw him and I was talking to him again and again about that. A few weeks later, 
He was there when the arm robbers came. He was lie down on the bed. Entered the house. Everything. Yeah. On the grass. Pastor was on the grass. Yeah. Wow. So, the, when the prophetic anointing is like, like with me, if you don't have, if you are not used to it, you will think that I, 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 I was just cracking a joke with you just now. I just cracked a joke. Because all my prophecies are like questions or advice. But most prophets have a certain fearful aura when they are speaking a word of prophecy. I see it. And then they will start to speak. It's like the hands have been filled with. Hey! You now you will be afraid. Then somebody will come and will be asking you advice. Do you think this hair is good? Maybe it's a prophecy that I don't want to say it. Yeah. Wow. So I'm trying to train your eyes to see it even in yourself. Oh yeah. Because sometimes you'll be anointed but you'll not know that you're anointed. Yeah. Sometimes you are so anointed you don't even know you are anointed. One day I had a vision. I saw myself. A trance is, a trance is when you are the star in the, the vision. Do you understand? Like you are suspended and you watch something. That's a trance. When you are the, the actor in the, in the vision. Yeah. You are watching yourself. That's a trance. Yeah. So it's like I had a trance. Then I, I, I saw myself. I was watching myself. And then the Lord said, I want to show you something. I was just standing straight. The vision was not long. Held my, somebody held my, somebody, and my, somebody had hinges here. All here were hinges. And here was the lock for a door. And they just opened my stomach like that. Not even one intestine. No intestine in my stomach. Three cables. One, two, three. Thick cables like this. Electric cables with power in them. Three of them. When I saw, hey! I wanted to show you the power that is in you. show you the power that is in you. Oh yeah. You see, even when you are most casual and most relaxed and as if nothing is happening, there is power. And people don't know that power is at work. That's also that when you look at pictures, you say, hey, there must have been a power working. Yeah. When you see Bishop Eddie Stretching out his hands and leading people in a little corridor in the school of hygiene with faith. Oh, it was a power that was at work. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, this church, you know, 
when we started, we didn't have any. We went to the school, uh, medical school auditorium. That's where we had the first, Lighthouse Chapel had its first service. First ever. But afterward, the professor of anatomy said, no, go and join some other church. There's no need for this church. I went to see him in the anatomy office personally because he, he, I know him as a family friend. I went to see him. I said, please, allow us. It's a church. There are about 30 people. He said, no, you cannot use the, or the term go. So we went to the school of hygiene to their classroom. But there was a church there already. And that church was meeting at 9 o'clock. So we, I begged the pastor. I said, Pastor, our church will disappear. Let us meet at 7 o'clock to 9. Or 6 o'clock to 8. 30. I forgot the time. I think 7 to 9. And we will end at 9. Then you, you come. He said, okay. So we started meeting at 7. He used to meet me. You know. And you know, he saw me. I said, you know, medical student. If you see me, those I was so lean. I didn't have. I don't know. I think I had a beloved, but it wasn't. It wasn't helping. I was very, very slim. <laughs> he used to see me. Then he say, "Hey, hey, how are you?" And because he was like a man of God who came from town and he had a church, and he used to ask, "How's the fellowship?" I mean, he had a church. We also had a church in the But he was asking me, "How is my? How's the fellowship?" <laughs> How's the fellowship? I said, oh, it is fine. It is fine. Hmm. It's amazing. Two churches in that classroom. I don't know where that church is now, if it still exists. I don't even know the name of that church. Yeah. So I'm, I'm explaining to you that there's a grace, there's a power. And I want you to be more than a psychiatrist. Who is recognizing that you are a recognizer of anointings. Now you notice when either sings is different from when, when the other sing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that others don't sing well. Or others can't sing well. But it is also the anointing. Because for me, her singing is only useful if it helps the preaching. Yeah. Her singing is useful if it helps preaching. Yeah, I don't have time for performances. Wow. By the way, when I first saw her singing in tech, when I went to Kumasi one time, she was singing with another sister. Yeah. The other sister was even more fantastic than she was. Yeah, more fantastic. Hey, you hear singing and voices. Wow. But it's not by singing and voices. It's also by even being chosen and accepting to be chosen. May you accept. You see, when, when, Eli, when, when, when Elijah threw the mantle on Elisha, Immediately he understood the meaning. This thing it has a meaning. I accept it. I accept it. That's how can people become anointed and others don't. Some start stammering when they are chosen. Yes. And you can ask what a long journey it is to even walk in the anointing. 
I love this, you know. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good. May you have grace and power to do good. And supernatural ability to do good. And may you do good for God. And do good for the kingdom of God. Shandola Baba Kabasandala Baba. Pandola Baba Dalabashindele Beke Barandalaria. Le Paralabada Sandolo Boshendele Beke Glory, 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 Thank you, Lord. Lord, you have done all things well. You have established us in the anointing. You have shown us that we can do good. We can be anointed to do good, to do your will, to serve you, to serve you well. We love you. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name.